gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Art with Chris Things. This is uh, episode 11 of Wrestling Art with Chris Things. I am Chris Things, your host this week and every week. And, and uh, this is our podcast. Uh, this is a match of the week episode. The, the one where I pick my favorite match that happened, uh, that I happened to watch that week. And I do an art of it and we, we chat about it. Um, and man, we have a doozy for you this week uh just a, a match that you would not see anywhere in the year 2024 and probably for good reason uh just <laughs> such a, a freak show oddity of a match that uh was just amazing uh in its time and place uh and in some ways, you know, couldn't do it now. Uh, but um, you know, I feel like there's, there's something about just watching it in a vacuum, uh, without any of the other the concerns of the greater world, and, and just appreciating it for the the little bit of of art that it was. Uh, that being El Generico versus Super Dragon from CZW Best of the Best 2005. Uh, but we will get more into that later. I've uh, got my uh, best bloody mate, David, uh, on the, the line to, to chat about that in a couple moments. Um, uh, very, very much appreciate David stepping in on this one because he actually just got back from uh, spending his Christmas with Sandra uh, in Spain, um, coming back to... Uh, the UK where he currently resides and he actually has to go to work following doing this podcast so he's fresh out of bed what a sacrifice but uh hopefully he can get a little bit of uh distraction uh from from the the gray dreary skies of the UK uh in in talking about Super Dragon versus El Generico but uh before we get into that I thought I'd do my little, little, uh, you know, what's going on with the Chris Things thing. Um, I talk a little bit of my, my art practice, this little monologue kind of thing where I talk to you. We have a little, little bit of a chat, one-way chat, I guess, but uh, no, apparently people have been digging this bit, so I very much appreciate that. So I thought I'd keep it going. And I was thinking, what do I uh, have to talk about this week? And um, I think... It's actually quite an apt time as this is the first Wrestling Art with Chris Things podcast of 2024. Uh, well, maybe I do a little bit of a, a look back at uh, uh, 2023. Um, so for, for those of you that don't know, 2023 was actually a pretty big year for my art practice um, because uh, it was the, the year when I jumped off from my full-time job um, and said, hey, I'm going to try to give this a, a go and, and do this full time. Um, so I set myself up a bit of a plan of a, a certain time period that I need to grow this business into to being a, a full time income. Uh, we're, we're still on our way to that, um, but I think uh, I've made some some great strides. Strides, yeah, strides that I'm I'm pretty pretty stoked about in 2023. Um, honestly, there's still, you know, a ways to go and, and it's stressful, man. Like, uh, the, the regularity of, of work is probably the most stressful part of being like a freelance illustrator slash art dude. Um, the idea that I find sometimes I'm so bloody busy and I'm just like, because I say yes to everything, you know, and, and I just have so much on my plate at certain points and I almost kill myself to get it done. And then other points, I'm just like, dude, where's the work? <laughs> you know, it kind of dries, dries up a little bit. Um, I think that's the nature of the beast. So um, 
honestly, like, but between you and me, that's sort of my biggest challenge for this coming year is to be putting in the work uh, to hopefully make these things that are coming in, you know, these commission things um, or whatever jobs I might get, make them a bit more um, regular. So, so that's probably the challenge side um, that, that has, has happened of, of what I've kind of learned so far. But on the other side of the coin, you know, I think a lot of people when they're doing these, these I'm not saying this is a New Year's resolution in any way, but, you know, when you're looking back at your year, you plan a new future year, a lot of the time we just kind of lean onto the negatives um, and we, we think, oh, that sucked, that sucked, oh, fresh start, whatever. But um, I think we should always celebrate the wins, um, uh, especially you know, whatever it is, uh, I think it's, it's good for us to look back and be like, man, I'm really proud of this, I'm really proud of that. So, I mean, for me, there, there were quite a few things, like in the nature of, of this uh, art deal, it can be so easy to sort of get past the cool things and then just be like, okay, what's next? But I think it's important to sort of soak it up. And, you know, I had some, some good wins for 2023, some things I'm really proud of, um, you know, from uh making that that big step and jumping into trying to do this thing as a full-time job I'm I'm very proud of that decision because it was honestly a very scary one um you know I'm I'm proud I had a, a really rad uh, solo show at the scratch this past year that I think was my best one yet my uh the, the concept show that tied into their their weekend of darkness dark beer celebration festival um, titled, uh, or for my one, titled uh, Los Luchadores um, versus Cowboys de la Muerte. Uh, so I think that was super fun and probably my best show yet. Uh, did did you know quite well? Um, and uh, critically, I was just quite proud of it. And it, I think it's given me a lot of more stuff to play with for future shows and more concept driven kind of stuff. So I think that's rad. Um, I had a, a whole ass book that I illustrated this past year, so I spoke about that a few episodes ago, our um, Way of the Blade uh, sequel, the, the AEW edition, uh, looking at the, the greatest bloody matches in the history of all elite wrestling. Um, so that was that was fantastic. I think that, that pushed me and, and pushed me to improve as an artist as well. Um, between you know just the the sheer amount of illustrations I did, but there's some some in there that I look back and I'm, I'm yeah quite proud of them, and it was a super fun project and super fun process. So I'm very excited um, for when y'all will be able to get your your little hands on those and, and check those out. Um, hopefully more more book stuff to come in the future. It's going to be a key part of things, and then. Uh, outside of that, um, we had uh, the, the expo, but a lot of cool stuff, a lot of stuff I'm very proud of. But let's, let's get on to 2024, and let's get on to this chat about the match of the week. Okay, we are back with my best body mate in the whole wide world, David. And we are here to talk about a ridiculously great match that took place in CCW, of all places, in the year 2005 at the, the fifth annual Best of the Best tournament in round two. Uh, in the ECW arena, and uh, as a, fuck man, as as a as a fan of Super Dragon, this is just such a treat. Welcome, welcome to the show, dude. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> I kind I of like, like got uh, got distracted from doing the intro to then talking about the match already, and I forgot that I hadn't like let you say hello. <laughs> No, that's all right. I had like a, I was hanging on a massive yawn then, so don't worry about it. Okay. I've only just woken up as well, so. Oh man, uh, for for yeah. our listeners, you just got back from Spain. Yeah, yeah, back from Spain, two weeks away on a Christmas holiday, and then back to the UK. So back to work today as well. So nice. 
Man, you have my condolences. Out of holiday, into work. It is far too early to be going back to to work, I would say. Oh, no. I was thinking about having, like, a little buffer day in there or something where I could just, like, kick rocks around the house or do some housework and just relax. But, you know, the band's got to just get back into it. Yeah, just jump back into the the beautifully depressing grey world of the UK and work. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I should I should make it a bit more rosy, but like I remember it when when you know I came over and we were hanging out, and you're not wrong when when you're complaining about that place, hey. Dude, when you were here, it was like good weather. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> like, and like. My mum came to visit, and that was good weather. And she's like, "It is so beautiful here. It's always it's just evergreen." I was like, "Shut the fuck up, Robin." <laughs> I was like, "Stop fucking lying to me." She was like, "Oh, I don't know. She lived here for like five or six years or something, and so she knows how like grey it can be." Mm. I don't remember it being so beautiful. Yeah, well, neither do I. <laughs> It's just Man. trying to trap you. It's what the UK does. Can't can't get away with any complaining about that place with Robin. Jeez. No, no. She's just always looking on the bright side of life. Really oh. old. It's Man. good old life of Brian over there. Don't you hate it? Yeah. No, it's it's all right. It is what it is. I can't wait to be like wrist deep in someone's toilet today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pissing down rain outside. Such a such a beautiful scenic description that you're laying down here, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Shall I, shall I compare me to a winter's day as a plumber? No. Oh, boy. And and it's yeah. just fucking freezing there at the moment. Is that is yeah. that the thing? Yeah, it's like oh, it's not too bad. To be fair, it's like five at the moment. I think. Uh, we've got the heating on, so. Or before I go to work, get nice and warm, get nice and toasty in your gloves and thick socks, and then you head off. But that's not too bad. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you get but to yeah. head off after making yourself a, uh, a fresh filter. You got, you got the uh, plunger situation going for the coffee there. Is that right? Sure. Sure do, brother. Sure do, Ooh. brother. Actually, I better put the kettle on. Fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Maybe Wait, are you, are you telling some... me you're talking to me right now with no coffee in your system from having woken up? Well, I kind of just... <laughs> yeah, anything can happen. Really fucking... Oh, really risking it here. Um, I'm only saying that because, like, personally, I can't function in any way before I've had my coffee. Like... Like, no joke, I can't even answer a simple question. Um, I've got to at least have coffee before I can, like, even become a human. So the fact that you've spoken as much as you have without any coffee in your system is honestly amazing to me. I am actually, like, the ninth, one, like, natural wonder of the world. So You're basically uh, really? China. <laughs> I am. Just fun- <laughs> I just function. Coffee or not, I'm here. <laughs> can't get rid of me. <laughs> Buying up real estate in South Melbourne, you can't stop me. I I was more referring to uh, the the um, depressing uh, female wrestler of the the late nineties. But I mean, either <laughs> or. <laughs> what? You know, like <laughs> like China, the country. <laughs> okay. China with a Y, dog. What? Did she just not drink coffee? <laughs> no, she was like the ninth wonder of the world. That was her. Oh. <laughs> okay. See, this is why I need the coffee. Because <laughs> I think Andre the Giant was the eighth wonder of the world, and then she was the the ninth. That was that was at least what I think it oh. was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Good stuff. Good segue back to the wrestling. <laughs> Excellent segue back to the wrestling. Oh, man. I completely missed it, but I'm glad we got there. That's all right. I had a sense he did, but and I thought, you know, oh, why not just, you know, bring it back? Um, But, man, I am fucking boiling here. It's, like, so clammy and humid. Oh, Oh, I mean, you'd probably me. kill for that right now. Oh, yeah, I'd love to be. I, I don't think I've sweat in, like, six months. Man. I genuinely don't know. I don't think it gets warm enough here. But, yeah, oh, mate, just nice, nice hot weather, walking way down to the scratch. 
R.I.P. Mongrel. Oh, man. Our fa- one of our favourite bars for all of our listeners oh. at home. Mongrel Bar. Uh, sadly closed down the other week after many years of uh, wonderful service. They were a great bar, did like fantastic like Peruvian food. Just great general vibes, always rad like music. And they had this amazingly like fucked up pool table uh, that was always really fun to play on. And oh, I'm still real sad about that, man. No, no, it was, yeah, that was, that was tough to see. It's tough to see because you can't go, look, I could just like drop in for like one last beer. Mm. Like if that, you know, um, the, you know, we love going there, the chinchulas, the Thursday night ramen, that was fucking lovely. Always had some lovely beers on tap. They were just like, you know, always like the scratch next door where they had like, they always had rotating taps and like really good IPAs and all that kind of stuff and stouts. So, we do, yeah. we do like our fancy boy beers here, but yeah, we I do. reckon there's there's little better in this world. There's a man in his uh, uh, the age of thirty seven now, but I reckon the a dive bar doesn't get much more exciting than that. General life wise for me, like any no. sort of social situation. I just wanted to be at a dive bar. I think that's that's honestly the best thing that can possibly best, the best environment. Thing is, is like, it had that it had that shitty pool table, and you knew it had that shitty pool table, and you'd still go there just to play pool and have yeah. a beer. Like you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. You've been there before. You know it's like it's like calling up a crazy ex girlfriend. <laughs> you just you just sometimes want want to uh, you know be be a bit annoyed. By the pool table or the, the ex-girlfriend, I guess. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. You just want to be a little bit wound up. It's not going to be great. You know how it's going to go, but you're going to go do it anyway. Yeah. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Sometimes you just like to hurt yourself. Yeah, just like best of the best. CZW. <laughs> what Sometimes a segue. you just like to hurt yourself. <laughs> So you you managed to watch more of this um this tournament than I did actually. Originally we were talking about watching the the whole show because it actually looked like a way fun card. Um, I only made it through, um, so the first two the first round of each of the dudes that like of, of generic on Super Dragon. So the first match on the show was Super Dragon against Chris Chris Bosch. Otherwise known mm-hmm. as Lion Cock. <laughs> <laughs> when I actually looked that up last night, I was like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> and that was a great match. I really enjoyed it. I mean, Lion yeah, Cock actually... like almost killed himself on the opening dive in like the first <laughs> five seconds of the match. <laughs> Because <laughs> it, you don't really see actually like that much of it while you're watching. Like you don't see him kind of like eat that much shit. You just kind of see them go straight into it. Mm. And I was like, "What the hell happened there?" And then, it, you know, I had to like go back a couple of seconds. I was like, "Oh yeah, he just like ate shit." <laughs> but you know, kept going, like really wrapped into it. Amazing, also with the idea that this is like Bosch's. I'm pretty sure his first ever match in CCW, his first ever match in front of the like ECW arena like crowd, and they eat motherfuckers up. Like they were brutal, and like yeah. just the first thing that he do is like land on your fucking head off of a dive. <laughs> <laughs> but to his credit, to his. To his credit, he turned it around. By the end of this match, he had him like doing the "Please come back" chant, so well, or Bosch chant or something. He got him. Yeah, he got him. No, he was it was good. I really like that. I really like that opening match. I think it was really good. Showed like showed the moves off. Showed us how much of a <laughs> uh, dick Super Dragon can do. <laughs> that's that's a that's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> well, I'm just like the match. That happened after, like the a little bit of it, just like the generico Super Dragon, and one of the commentators was just like, "He's an arrogant individual." <laughs> I guess he is. <laughs> yeah, like you know, it's been a while since I watched the Super Dragon match. So when I when I watched this, so I was just like, "Oh yeah, here we go, it's begun." I felt like that generico one man was just like the most just perfect. If you ever wanted to show someone, if someone's like, "Oh, what's?" 
what's Super Dragon's vibe? Just like, yep, watch this match and you'll get it completely and probably immediately as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'll know, you'll know the guy. You'll know a guy out there somewhere. If you've wrestled before, who wrestles like this? Uh, you know, we all know that person. Um, and here he is in dragon form. Mm. I mean, I, I love the Bosch match as well because it sort of got over certain things in the that would, would go on into the Generico match, like the yeah. awesome um, top rope tiger driver finish. Yeah. That was fucking sick. I didn't see that coming. I was like, I know he busts out some crazy offense sometimes, but yeah, the awesome tiger driver thing. Uh, I don't know actually in the Bosch match if he teased any um, of his psycho drivers. Yeah, I don't know if he like broke out the psycho drivers. They did. There was a cool bit where like Bosch was working over his back yeah. in this in the opener, and then that continued with um, with uh, Generico doing some some back based offense yeah. in their one. Yeah. Um. But then we had what was the other first round match? Generico and uh, Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty sick getting to watch uh, Excalibur with uh, you know, him, him now being on AEW commentary. Yeah. It's like, man, what a, what a ways that man has has travelled in life. I can't say I watched that match. I watched the first like two minutes of it, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love listening to it as a commentator, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie and say, oh yeah, that was, I loved it. I watched every second of it. I did not. <laughs> it had its rough moments. It had its yeah. rough moments. Uh, from what I saw, the start that was rough. So that one, that one did not become the match of the week. No, uh, maybe one but... day. Yeah, maybe one day. Uh, but there were some other ones on this card that I wanted to watch that I just didn't get around to, but I'll, I'll endeavour to watch them in the near future. Um, one that, that really I thought was like an interesting-looking match was uh, a Quack and Eric Cannon. That sounded like it would be like great of just those two-legged dudes that were so, of, of like, I don't know, that sort of IWA Mid-South era of like the Ted Petty Invitational Tournament, like, two of the, you know, top sort of dudes on the indies at the time, and Hero was in this, Claudio was in this. This was a fucking loaded as shit yeah. tournament. Yeah, man, like, I was really surprised because I haven't watched I haven't watched the uh, Best of the Best series before, or this Best of the Best series before, and then so I really had no idea who was going through. I knew B-Boy had won the previous one. Um which was really cool. So I don't mind. Be, I don't mind me some oh, B-boy. I love B-boy. When I was like wrestling back in the day, I was such a fan of B-boy that you know his sick, um, sweet like drop kick to the to the corner, like his like mm. murder like face wash kind of like basement drop kick that he did. I always thought that was so yeah. fucking cool. And I was like, I remember there was one match where I was like, I think I might be able to. I don't think anyone else in Australian wrestling does this. I might like. Try to try to introduce this. Like head. when I watch B Boy do it, I'm like, it looks like he kills him, but like not kill him, kill him, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I, get, I, get so I did this in one match, thinking like, oh yeah, I think I could like pull this off. Um, I uh, <laughs> this is the closest I ever came to like really like fucking someone up. I think I like fucking this. But it ended up being our, our dear friend uh, Mitchell uh, was was the opponent in this match, and I did it. And oh, yeah, Cutting. yeah, Mitch Cutting. And oh, I he's such a nice I know. person too. Why? Why did you sit there and think? You know, you, you know, I should practice this for the first time ever on a really nice fucking friend. I... A really well, good to man. be fair, this was before we were friends, okay? So there's there's that. But also, I had confidence in my abilities <laughs> to try this. So, like, fuck, yeah, Chris. It was, um, I, I'm safe to say that I never did that move again after that time. So, you know, all we can do is learn, well, from, our, learn from our mistakes. I'm glad Mitch copped it, of all people. Man with nothing to give but love in his heart. I did apologise afterwards. I did apologise. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> Was it one of those that you go up behind him, slap him on the back? Hey, sorry, man. 
Everything's sorry, good. Sorry, brother. Bye. Sorry, brother. Yeah, sorry, brother. <laughs> sorry, brother. Fuck. Uh, you, you can get me back with one. You know? Worst. But um, B-Boy <laughs> always made yeah. it look so good. So good B-Boy, mm. rad wrestler. Uh, that's, that's a little sidebar there. Um, yeah. But... Uh, Back to the the show and matching question. What did you think of the fabulous commentary of Eric Gargiulo and John House? Fuck. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. It's so obvious. Yeah, time. absolutely. <laughs> it's it's like because I I know in two thousand five I was literally uh, twelve years old, so. And then I just, you watch the audience and you're listening to the commentary. And then the only thing that's more prominent than people with too much hair gel is three quarter denim cut jeans <laughs> in that audience. Like you can smell, you can smell the fucking Axe body spray. And I love it. Man. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the commentary is just like, oh fuck. How do I sum it up? I don't think I can. I think if you just say 2005 dudes who love wrestling, like really intense, like two just really intense dude who just like, yeah, I don't know, the, you know, when people cut their beards into that thing, which like the trace line, which just follows their jawline where it's just too thin. It's just like, oh, mate, like Smash Mouth, just like the beard from the guy from Smash Mouth with like too much, too much fucking hairspray and hair gel those really dark out sunnies like i just imagine two dudes with like a thick silver chain sitting behind the desk just like yelling i envision they both look like um guy theory yeah exactly well yeah that's exactly what i'm trying (laughs) to sum up but (laughs) but oh man but no, they do make it enjoyable. It's such a weird thing, Honestly, man. they do really make it It definitely enjoyable. got the nostalgia on me from, like, remembering watching, like, CZW from this sort of era. And, like, I remember I originally was watching this shit when I was downloading matches from CZW from, like, LimeWire back in the day. Like, that's that was my original introduction to, to CZW. Um, and, yeah, mm. you watch it and it was like, I mean, in a sense, the commentary is fucking awful. Um, but in another sense, it's kind of great because it's so bad. I don't even know how to... Well, I actually, like, it gets you into it because it gets you into, like, the gritty kind of, um, like, warehouse wrestling kind of vibe of it, like, where it seems like it's real, like, you know, we do stuff that no one else does, you know, it's, it's in this, um, yeah, it's in this, like, bunker, it's in this, like, warehouse that's, like, only, you know, the rebels kind of go... And then they're just like super emotional. They get into it. They get into every single move. Um, and it's not like other um, bigger brands that are around at the moment where they call every single move, all that kind of stuff, like give you like a play by play. It's they get into it. Uh, they're like almost gossiping behind there with like about the wrestlers as well and about their experience with the wrestlers and the, how the wrestler makes them feel, which I think is like really yeah, cool. Yeah, I think they they give me. I think it's like a different take on. They commentary. give me way more of a vibe of like it's kind of like if you are smoking weed with your buddies watching wrestling, like and t- mm. chatting about it while you're watching it. It's far more that vibe than like a polished broadcast team, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, if you're like smoking weed with your mates and then one of them's just got out of jail, <laughs> that's the kind of vibe. <laughs> And he's starting to tell you all these stories about, like, this is this guy. He dresses up. He's in cell block D. He dresses up like a dragon. He calls himself, like, Mega Dragon or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. And one of the commentators is Mac's dad from Always Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. guess. But, no, they, they give you, like, a really, like, like um, grounded version of it. Uh Oh, not grander version, but like on the level kind of version. Yeah, of it. I'm. I'm pretty sure um, Eric Garjolo was a, um, like a drive time DJ, like radio DJ, perhaps. I think I remember hearing that somewhere. Really? So that sort of checks out. I Ooh. could definitely remember, like, envision his like Philly as fuck accent, just like talking yeah. to people, you know, cutting to songs. Yeah, doing that shock jock thing. I just love. I I do love like the Philly accent where they just always seem like they've got somewhere to be. There's always somewhere more important to be. But no, I you know, 
the commentary is like sometimes it's a bit rough to listen to, but at the end of the day, it does add like a flair that no one yeah, else has. There were some points. I think there were really some cool. points where they were like so fucking off base, and like in the opening moments of this match with like Super Dragon and Generico, right? Um, there's a a bit yeah. when Super Dragon like start out fucking <sighs> murders him with like a curb stomp, like murders oh, yeah. him, murders him. And then first thing Eric Gargiolo says is like, oh, it didn't quite hit that. Or like, he didn't quite get... <laughs> yeah, it didn't quite hit the mark with that. <laughs> like, like, what? Well, like, because he... How could he more? He stomps his head... Because he, like, stomps his head down with one. So he does... When he does the curb stomp, like, that initial curb stomp, stomps him down with one, and then he actually just, like, steps on the back of his head. Oh, that was the second one. So, so he hit two. So we did the first one. Yeah, he did yeah, two in a row. And, and both of them, Gargiulo's like, oh, well, he could have got that better. But it's like, how's he getting this better? Is he actually going to, like, stomp through the back of his fucking cranium? <laughs> yeah, you get a next time sport. <laughs> Like, oh, but yeah, so he just like he actually like smashes his face into the mat, steps on his head. Um, well, smashes into the face first, then does it again, then steps on his head. And I'm like, wow, yeah, this definitely <laughs> good on you, definitely captures the, the vibe of the time. Um, I mean, uh, in some ways, perhaps we've learned lessons from this era. Um, Mm. In other ways, you watch it and you're just like, man, this shit is just so wild with like today's eyes, especially. I think that's what yeah. I love so much about this match. It was just so completely like unhinged. Mm. Oh, this is this absolutely went for it, and it was good. It was like, it was really. Um, Sorry, just my coffee. Yeah, you'll you won't see shit like It's just so fucking raw, and they're just like beating the living shit out of each other. Like, because uh, Excalibur's uh, match with Generico, as opposed to uh, Super Dragon's first match with Bosch, like Super Dragon obviously taking like, way more damage, like taking way more offense. Um, and then I think they really had to even the playing field there, so they both were kind of on this. Um, they weren't going into this where one person's like heavily handicapped, like Super Dragon just leveled the playing field super quick by just like beating the living shit out of Generic Earth. And like just absolutely craning the poor bastard. And it works so well because like Generico to me is always at his best uh, when he's fighting from underneath. Like for yeah. I don't know if there's anyone listening who more only knows like that that Sami Zayn guy. I mean, com- completely different wrestlers. Just so you know, I believe El Generico retired and and went to serve the the orphans of Tijuana. Uh, Amen. But um, the I reckon Generico's real fucking best uh part about him is that like fiery like underdog kind of thing so he needs an opponent yeah. like a dragon like a, a kevin steen who's just gonna beat the shit out of him so he can like come back yeah. and do that like full-on like just just the the magic of, of elden erica great example of this was like on the outside to start when um dragon was just beating the shit out of him clobbering him with these these chair shots and then, like, Generico comes back and, like, sabus the chair into his face and then, like, gives clobbers him with another one. But, oh, before I forget, there was a moment there where you, you were saying these, like, fucking people of Philly, right? Yeah. These people in the crowd. There was an amazing moment where you're just seeing the different people. Like you're saying, so many jorts, so many, um, you know, goatees and, like, just just so, like... 2005 it's tremendous um but one of them there's a guy that looks just like philly as fuck who's like just there like it's so excited when generico's just getting fucking brained with these um chair shots and then he like grabs his kid who's like probably six or seven and like pushes him up front so he can then see the one where like super dragon full-on like unprotected chair shot really clobbers the fuck out of him and then this little kid mm. is basically jumping up and down, just like, you got fucked up, you little bitch. Like. <laughs> That's how you got to raid your kids in the mean streets of I'm Philly. Like, you got to get them used to your violence young. That just captures the Philly vibe of ECW Arena so fucking well. <laughs> oh, man. It's, 
oh fuck, it's just incredible. But yeah, like you watch, you watch, you're just watching this, and then you're looking out at the audience, which you can't help but do. Like when when they're working the audience, you can't help but look out and see who's reacting, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like I love wrestling, man. So, so much i love just but the philadelphian crowds like they're just so into it yeah they they just they just love wrestling they just love they love the raw kind of violence of it and then ccw just capitalized that and then this match capitalized that on on that so well by just giving them what they want which is just fucking raw ass violence yeah. um but yeah so yeah, so the match moves on. I love the bit where he gets him back um, in the ring and then he has him gets him up in like the Romero special and then just like mm. fucks him off on top of his head. <laughs> yeah. Like dumps it. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> but that's it. That's like that's what they want to see. They just want to see people landing on the head, just the shitty bumps. You know, there's like things that you probably will never recover from. Like you'll be at the physio for three weeks trying to get back from this stuff. Um, but I mean, that's what captured like what yeah. made Super Dragon's whole deal was he was just the ultra big boss, like just total asshole, like piece of shit, yeah, like just the biggest like asshole yeah. you can imagine. Um, and yeah. he had this like aura of like just I don't know. I still don't think there's ever been a wrestler before or after who's quite captured that that spirit of uh of just asshole badass that uh super dragon had yeah he's definitely the final boss like he rocks up and you know it's going to be a match where someone like has to earn the win like if they're going to win they have to fucking oh yeah um which i think is great which is you know you see throughout this match like there's points where like you know uh generic is fighting back his his um uh, Yakuza kick in the corner just absolutely like takes his head off. Oh, but so good. Even that wasn't enough. Like, like when, when Generico really starts laying his offense in, because you know, he comes out, he's this goofy character, he's just like, oh, he's the Generic Lichador, but his offense is just like skull smashing. I love it, man. Like, his, yeah, but he, um, he comes through, and oh, yeah, we got this point here. Um, of Chris's uh, art as well, which just comes through where he's captured captured a little scene from it. Dude, it was so hard to pick the moment for like the oh, illustration because there were so many sick moments. Like there was, on when I was rewatching it, there was a bit of like right near the start of the match, where he was getting up for the curb stomp, and he basically like pulls Generico's yeah. mask up, so it looks like he's almost like a cartoon character. Like his eyes have been like pulled back. Like so yeah. badass. His whole face is being stretched. And then Which is actually like one thing I really love about like mask wrestlers is when you're contorting the mask, you're essentially contorting mm. their face. Like when you're pulling on the mask, you're essentially like pulling on their face. And then so the distorted kind of figure of pain that you get that you see is like what they should be selling as well. Like when they're just like, oh he's pulling on this, he's pulling on that. So I'm just like, oh get off my mask. It's like Generico sells it as if he's actually, like, pulling on his head. And isn't it, like, it's such a bullshit yeah. thing of people that make out that masked wrestlers can't can't emote, you know, as well as, like, unmasked yeah. wrestlers. I remember that was one of those bullshit lines when they're talking about how, uh, you know, taking Rey Mysterio's Jr.'s mask off um, in WCW because they thought, oh, he it'll, it'll be so much more better for, you know, to be able to, him you know, get that sympathy from the crowd when they actually see his face. But... I, I think it's just like you're saying, it's far more powerful, like the, the um, you know, emotions and stuff that you can get when you're like pulling on the mask and doing all that kind of heel shit. Yeah. Well, I just think, I think people watching a mask wrestler sell, they learn, like mask wrestlers learn how to sell. They learn how to sell directly to people. And when a mask wrestler looks directly at you, you know mm. it. Whereas when someone like without a mask on looks directly at you, they could be looking at you, they could be looking at other like twenty other people beside you. You know, it's just it's just vague. But um, there's so many things that like a mask wrestler has to learn to do in order to because their eyesight's like funneled. They've got like tunnel vision in it. You know, some of those masks are just like super confining. 
And then, so they have to like almost look directly ahead all the time. So when they're selling, they have to kind of like sit up and sell. They have to make sure people can see like their mask when they're selling. Um, and it does give off like a huge amount of emotion. So I've, I'd, you know, I hear comments about, oh, you know, selling under a mask, you know, you can't see as much, you don't convey as much. It's like, it's bullshit. Yeah. Like people under masks learn how to sell with their entire body, not just their face, just opening their mouth and going, oh, hell. I think that's it. Like you learn to emote with your whole body um, for sure. Yeah. And like Super Dragon's like a big kind of like conveyor of oh. that as well because he doesn't really sell like the, like the the selling that generically does he does the exact opposite end of his spectrum where he he doesn't show a lot of like he doesn't show like a lot of emotion or frustration but what you see is like his wear and tear where he's still like this badass that's going to get up beat the living fuck out of people but you can see when a move affects him when it slows him down i think one of my favorite things of this match like getting to to that kind of point both guys like uh, have amazing body language um, again, probably being just really good, uh, you know, being under the mask for, for quite a while and learning that, that next level body language. But like we're saying for generico of just that, like, I can't think of anyone that's like a better baby face, like pure, like coming from, from underneath, like fighting back, uh, baby no. face, like in the world than like this era of, of El Generico. And in the same way, like what you're saying mm. with Super Dragon, obviously he's got a mask where like, you can't even see his eyes. Like that whole like mystique is like part of the badass aura, but he does such a great job with his body language in like just being a total dick in every way, in every bit of his posturing, in every bit of the way he like pins a dude or like when he's like pinning someone and like giving the finger or like th this moment that I uh, chose for the, the illustration that I thought was so good in that where he has like Generico by the back of his like, um, headband thing that he has a part of his mask where he like has him by the scruff of it of the old uh octagon mask um Ooh. and he's just like holding him by his side and he's got his like hand on his hip and it gave me like the real vibe of like i just watched um pulp fiction a couple of weeks ago i went to like a, a screen <laughs> of it and it reminded me of um that awesome scene with like the the gimp where like the the cop has like got the the gimp by his like collar and he's like doing the running his like his hand over the top of like the gimp mask like rolling the fingers and yeah. that brr, brr, um and it's just like there was, it was almost like that master gimp kind of thing where I was like this is so fucking <laughs> sick um but also just captured the entire vibe of what talk, we're talking about of like the body language and and just uh, generico getting that kind of sympathy and that like classic thing mm. of like you know the baby face like reaching towards the the camera kind of thing yeah yeah well that was like because this moment of the match was right after again another huge dick moment by super dragon was like literally fed his head <laughs> underneath the barricade or in between the bars and the barricade and literally just like stood on his neck and he wasn't like standing on his body back from it or going like, oh yeah, you know how like someone feeds their arms through the ropes and then you stand on their back and they just kind of sell it like you're standing on their neck. No, he's standing on his neck. Like while his head is between the fucking bars. And it's great. Like just how how generic is selling it. Like he's flailing his arms, all that kind of stuff. Grabbing at Super Dragon. It's obviously like very uncomfortable. Um but it's just another part of like Super Dragon's offense, where it's just like you know, if I can hurt you in this moment, yeah, just getting the very most out of any any moment to um, both, yeah, get get over how much of a piece of shit he is. But then that's also the reason why the crowd comes back so hard when Generico does like hit his comeback and does hit that like amazing. Um, uh, I think you mentioned it, that bit where he hits the the awesome, awesome haluba kick in the corner with that, like, half and half, yeah. like, kibashi plex, uh, and then Dragon, like, yeah, instantly ahead, comes back ahead. with that, like, fucking killer lariat. Like, that was the moment, yeah. I think, when the match just, like, popped into that, like, next gear. Um, mm. But the crowd was, like, so there, ready for, for Generico to, to come back. Um Oh, yeah. and that, that was a moment when I think I was just like, you know, I was obviously really 
enjoying everything about the match up to that point. But when it got to that bit of like that kind of like sequence, I was just like, holy shit, this is like next level. Yeah, where they they absolutely kicked it up there. Um, and yeah, I love how they, they like, you know, Jericho got a little, little bit in there. I say a little bit, some like fucking amazing, like two moves back to back, which just like sequence together so well, do a huge amount of damage. And then Super Dragon was just like, no. Nah. <laughs> he comes back through, takes his fucking <laughs> head off with a ladder. Um, Man. And then I thought they, looks, they teased great. that, um, that because Generico at this point, he was sort of known, obviously, and additional, this other stuff were hyping him up over, but for having like the coolest fucking finisher in all of wrestling at the time, I feel, in that like <laughs> top rope brain buster. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like you hear about it, you just think like, no, no one's taken that ever. <laughs> but then like the moments where it actually happens, you're like, what the fuck did I just that dude? dude I love it so like, much. I just, like, <laughs> it's the sickest move. I remember yeah. watching um Jersey All Pro back in the day and they used to have uh Monster Mac on, on commentary and just hearing him like mm. mark out from like just seeing the the ridiculousness of the top rope frame buster, just like Oh man, I love that move so much. But they did such a great job in this match of uh, of of teasing it. Like I think they went quite a few times yeah. where like he teased getting it on on Dragon, and then he got into something else or whatever. And I was like, oh okay, I don't think he's gonna hit it. And then he finally does, and it's like the fucking best the near fall I've ever seen in my life. Where he just like, drags him back in the ring, like just like skull drags him by his mask, just like hits it. You know, Super Dragon just goes limp for a second there, and he just like rips him in over the top rope, and he just like falls back in, and he's just like cop that mole, man, and goes to pin in there. But no, this kick out fucking kicks out. I thought that was the finish because I like I didn't actually know the winner Whoa. of this match, so I legitimately, when I watched it, um, was like, oh fuck, I thought Dragon was gonna win, but like shit, Generico's clearly taken this. And then that kick out, and again, like, that crowd after, you know, as much as, like, that CZW, ECW arena crowd can be quite, like, jaded, critical assholes in a big way, when they get into something, mm. they get fucking all the way into something, right? <laughs> oh, they're invested. They're invested. Like, multi-millionaires involved, like, involving themselves in stock, like, they're in. <laughs> but the, um... But, yeah, when because he hits it, and that's a move that, you, again, we just said, like... It's so few and far between that you see that move get hit. And then so when it does get hit, you're just like, holy shit, yeah, that's the match, that's done. And then to kick out of that as well. And then it just gives, like, you know, full credence to why they called it, like, the best of the best tournament. Like, they're going, like, everyone's going in there, like, 100%. Like, they're putting everything into it. And just to, like, make a name for themselves as well, I think that was a big part of the best of the best tournament, like, in this sort of, like... yeah. This is the spotlight where, like, similar to what the Battle of Los Angeles uh, would would become later on in PWG. Um, back then, at mm. this time, it was the IWA Mid South um, Ted Petty Invitational. Um, ECWA had like a, a pretty prestigious tournament there for a while, and then the other one was the CZW Best of the Best. And like, you went there to like, all right, people are going to be watching this match. People are going to be ordering these motherfucking DVDs. So if you want to, like, get to that next level and, like, get some more bookings on your, your sheet, um, you know, this is where to, like, have a standout, like, balls-to-the-wall performance. And, man, mm. it certainly was. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. But, yeah, so Generica hits that, hits the Brain Buster um, on the top, on the turnbuckle, drags him in, goes for the pin, kicks out. I was like, well... He's dead. Like, what does he do? What does he do for me here? But no, good old Super Dragon carries on. Good old Super Dragon soldiers on. <laughs> yeah, Generica goes for like a four fifty, right? And then that is where he uh, he yeah. moves out of the way and mounts a bit of offense. I fucking love, dude, mm. the bit where um, Super Dragon goes for another one of those like just murder lariats. And Generico like puts mm. both of his forearms up to block it, and then Super Dragon, yeah, without right. finish, without flinching, just gives him another one and fucking murders him <laughs> <Yeah>. with it. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, block! Oh, you know, Super Dragon. Oh, yeah, um, Generico's gonna go for like some cool little <laughs> reversal here. No, no time. Here comes another one, like straight away. Which is like, you know, it's 
it's something you don't see. It's not like, you know how today's age, you want some like clever sequencing. All right, you block this. You've got to like block this, sweep the leg, take that arm, uh, go around the back with it, hook up for like a back body drop. They flip over the back, all that kind of stuff. No, blocks it. Oh, take another one. <laughs> They're literally like cop so good. Oh man, it just there's so much stuff where you watch it and you just it's so different from the stuff that we see so often in, in today's eyes. Like when we're watching stuff in yeah. AEW or like wherever, um, even indie stuff today, like nothing is quite like like this. And when he hits that first like psycho driver, man, mm. he looked like he fucking murdered him. <laughs> That looked like the nastiest thing. The first thing. one he hits is like the psycho driver mm. number one. And then the second one. So the first one he hits him with is like the one without the mm. pump handle. And he just like, yeah, just cranks Just a him, killer like move to start with. Like the fact that he has like a turned yeah. up version of that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, the guy's dead. I've got one that'll make him deader. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, like lifts him up, pumps him into the ground with that. And then, yeah, just immediately picks him back up, straight into the pump handle, and then just, like, neck first. Just, like, drills him into the fucking floor. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, no words. Just fantastic. I loved every everything about just, this match. Um, and I, I don't know. I'll see how we go with this match of the week, but it's definitely woken up, like, this fucking early, mid-2000s, like, indie wrestling nostalgia beast for myself where I'm just, like... I love this stuff so much. <laughs> yeah, like that that era. Like I, I always go on about it, how I love like watching like two thousand eight yeah. ROH. Um, it's just fucking amazing. Like the matches that go on, you know, with like you know, we love our choo choo Eric Stevens <laughs> choo choo. Just like yeah, just like just like rough offense. Just like you see this really innovative stuff, and you see all these people because I think this is like. This is like the age where like everyone's getting a chance to show what they can do as a wrestler, as opposed to going like, no, you haven't got the physique, you haven't got this, you haven't got that, you can't even step in the ring. I think this is where they open the doors and say like, yep, show us what you got and see what sticks, see what works. And then everyone, there's just like this huge renaissance of like this offense coming out, these characters coming out. I just love the stiffness, dude. Honestly, like that was that was one yeah, of the other things but... that was known for this time. Like a great way of summing this up. I remember there was this awesome um. Sammy Callahan documentary from around this period, uh, maybe a little bit later actually, um, where he, the, the name of the documentary and the best moment of the documentary was where he's like talking to his opponent and the opponent's like, oh yeah, maybe we'll like take it a bit easy tonight or whatever, we don't have to kill one another kind of thing. And he just got so fucking angry at the idea at this. And he basically said like, yeah. there's a crowd coming tonight and they came for stiff. <laughs> yeah, it's the title of the documentary that came for stiff, and I think that oh, just okay. sums up like this whole period of wrestling so fucking well. Yeah, well, like just so much of the offense. Like you can see why so many people have come out of that with like you know head injuries or like concussions and all that kind of stuff. You know, these people absolutely went balls to the wall and put their bodies absolutely through the ringer for the sake of like pro wrestling. To watch pro wrestling, like pro wrestling to be watched in years to come and going like that was crazy. Yeah. I can't believe they did yeah. that. And it's not always like, you know, crazy, like um, corkscrew shooting star presses, all that kind of stuff where moves you see today with a big flashy, all this kind of stuff or like smart sequencing and transitions. It's literally just like, I'm going to murder you with this move. Are you going to get up? <laughs> yes, you're getting up. Right. Either I've got to go for something now and capitalize on it or. He's going to get up and do something absolutely fucking crazy to level the playing field. Just, just beautifully um, dumb. That's a this is a great way of putting yeah. it. <laughs> Literally, like it's just it's some of the offense you see. You just like, why did you do that? Like, why did you even risk doing that? Why did you, why did you take that? Why did you say yes to this? But then they do it because it's like amazing to watch in like years to come. It's like crazy shit that you'll never see again because everyone's so protected now. And you know, there's reasons. For yeah, that. there's a good reason for that but like here's where you know they develop those brain injuries you know they walk so we can run <laughs> i mean in a sense like we watch this and obviously you know lessons have been learned as you're saying um but yeah. it's like 
these dudes made some fucking killer sacrifices to, you know, both yeah. make a name for, for themselves and because of what they felt were the expectations of that, like, sort of cutthroat audience and, like, atmosphere of that time, yeah. of especially, like, talking about the ECW arena and those, like, rabid fans. Um, and I think there's something to be said about, like, you know, I think there's a lot of people on Twitter these days that, like, watch any of this stuff watch anything with like a low key or a super dragon and they're just like, Oh, that guy's dangerous. Mm. That this guy's awful wrestler, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think there's something to be said Mm. about like appreciating that like sacrifice that these guys made and like completely fucked up their bodies doing. I mean, when you just watch it in, in a, um, a vacuum, like we're watching this, like you just watch it and you're just like, man, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but you just you just see the moves that pop out, and you're like, "Oh, that was cool!" Like even um, like going back to the first match of the night, Bosch's uh, clothesline into like the backbreaker. That was like, cool. And I was I saw it. I was like, "Have I ever seen that before?" Like I'm sure I've seen it somewhere, but just like how he hit it, I was like, "Wow, that's like really cool." Um, things like the psycho driver and the psycho driver number two, and then like all Quacko. Like I'm not a huge fan of like Quackenbush's crazy offensive whatever he does. Um, like he still does some really cool, like his transitioning between holds is like what I really respect him for. Mm. But, and then he's just like, Oh, by the way, he's going to hit like a weird slam in here, which I was just like, why, what is that? But then just his ability to pick slams and moves out of anywhere. And just like the crazy offense that people could kind of tee up and put together and go like, all right, here's what I'm going for. Here's what I'm going to do. And then sometimes it's all simplified by, Oh, you block my lariat? lariat. <laughs> the ultimate counter to someone blocking your lariat. A second lariat. <laughs> Another lariat. A second lariat. Uh, knew you were going to oh. that. So prepare the second lariat. He's one of the So good. Well, sir, I, I want to say when I was thinking about who I'm going to talk to about this, like, wonderfully, beautifully <laughs> dumb match <laughs> i couldn't think of anyone who loves be... who loves dumb fucking offense and who loves stupid ecw-esque wrestling yeah. david david yeah. Loves it. yes yes i do you are right sir well if you haven't um yeah if you haven't watched the best of the best show or for anyone at home or any of the best of the best they're really what like worth watching. It's a really good reflection of the time, because um, it is. It's like best of the best. I, I big time want to recommend the the um, independent wrestling TV service for that. Like they got a lot of stuff on there and a lot of like mm. current indie wrestling stuff that's super cool. But the fact that they've got like the entire libraries of like CZW and like IWA Mid South. It's like when you know what you're looking mm. for, like stuff like this, if you go through like cage match and you're like, oh man, what was this match? What was that match? It's a fucking tre- treasure trove, dude. Like there's so much great stuff. Well, even if you don't know what you're mm. looking for, even if you don't know what you're looking for and you just turn on like a show and you just go, I'm going to sit through this. And there'll be some bad bits. There'll be some like really fucking greedy bits because as we said before, these guys are absolutely putting themselves through the ringer. Like there will be accidents where people are just like down and out. The match is cancelled. Um... But, like, when they get up from stuff like that, it's just like, holy shit, this guy's got grit. Um, And you'll find some, like, amazing matches. Like, you'll just find, like, random gems in there. People just getting absolutely brutalized, but the match continues, and they might even go on to win the match. Man, so good. So much cool shit. I loved it so much, man. I did want to make special mention of the start of this show. I'm not sure if you saw it, but their opening um, video where they had all of the announcements with the participants in the best of the best Mm. tournament, Um, they had this tremendously awful but fucking amazing cover of In the Air Tonight, like this... New metal, like, fucking cover that, like, if you want to have the table set for this this time-travelling journey that you were going on into gross early mid-2000s world. No, because that's so fucking sad. (laughs) It's awful. I suppose awful but beautiful. Awful, but I'm glad they tried. Yeah. Like, talk about ruining an amazing song. That's that's the way to do it. That song is like... Oh man, 
<laughs> Maybe there's some big fans of new metal out there that were really offending you, but uh, oh, probably. Just, but man, like oh. I, I saw like ten seconds of that song, and I was like, no, <laughs> I just immediately skip through the first match. Because I was like, right, sit down, start to finish. She's going to finish at like 2 o'clock in the morning, but who cares? Let's get her done. Let's watch some CDW. And then that's mm. And I was like, no, nah, we're doing match by match. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm skipping it. Or another great match, by the way. Special shout mm. out. Special shout out to the Xavier versus B-Boy. An amazing match. Like, really fucking good. Oh, shit, I haven't actually seen that one. Mate, so much fun. Xavier just pulling out all this, like, crazy offense. All these crazy, like, um, straight jacket kind of, like, chokes and moves and all that kind of stuff. And then just, like, I honestly think the best thing Xavier did in that match was going out there. And there's a bigger girl in the audience, in the front row of the audience. He just oh, no. walks out there, <laughs> plays bongo on her tits. <laughs> His bongo drums on her tits. And then he was just like, I don't know whether he asks her or he just does it, but just motorboats her. <laughs> and mate, like, I know you're going to be watching the match now. I know you're going to be watching it and thinking to yourself, oh yeah, I'm going to sit down because the match was suggested. I'm going to watch it, but I know you're just going to be waiting for that moment. You're just going to be like, when did you do it? 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 Well, it's in there and it's great. She, oh, right. It's, that sounds absolutely everyone, tremendous. Again, you know, he, he does it and everyone's laughing. Everyone's a good spirit. She's having a laugh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is a great match. It's really good. Just like a really good demonstration of both the guys' um, abilities. Uh, uh, they're wrestling as well. They're actually like mat wrestling as well. Transitions between holds is like amazing. How they actually build the match together. Like, I've seen I've seen a few B boy matches, but not that many. But I think this is definitely like one of his better ones. Um, that in the main as well. B boy just does so well in both. Both of those dudes um, so underrated. I feel by the uh, the history books, and uh, you know a lot of the time everyone only remembers Xavier from his his um, winning the ROH title from Loki, and everyone's like, why'd they put the belt on him? Kind of thing. But super innovative dude. Um, who I think was was very yeah. ahead of his time, um, and yeah, B Boy as well, man. B Boy's matches against Super Dragon as well were, were also fantastic. And um, back in Rev Rev Pro, California version of Revolution Pro, great stuff. Yeah, no, so great, great show, great art. Oh, thank you, man. I know you've got to get off to work, so I'll uh, I'll let you uh, head off, but. Uh, you, you got anything you wanna you wanna plug, my friend? Uh, just Spain in general. Take yourself on a holiday. Go on. I don't know. I really don't. Pollard and Sons plumbing and heating, I guess. <laughs> if you're in the UK, <laughs> if you're in the Taunton area, you need your heating booked out, I guess. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> that is the best best plug know, I've ever this... heard. <laughs> Yeah, use this time to bring up any art shows you might have coming up, or you know, probably the you know the IWTV. Yeah, again, yeah. great. You know, if you want to go and watch, just there, there's just so much content on there, just like rifling through it, um, and then just like random shows that you'll never be able to find anywhere else, and full shows as well. So if you see like a match that you like, and then you're able to find it on one of these shows, you can watch the what happens before and after, and it usually like you get the whole vibe of the company and you might even end up falling in love with it. So much on there. Just amazing stuff. I mean, for the amount that I've been putting over IWTV, I'm, I'm hoping to at least get some sort of free subscription out of this. Uh, but yeah, yeah, everyone check out that. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody, why not? Uh, yeah. check out other things that are also good. Christhings.com.au. Jump, jump on the store. Thanks. Buy yourself a, a fancy what? print. Get a bloody mug, you know, get get it in ya. Oh, the mugs of the week are definitely like my highlight. Oh, the mugs man. of the week. Thank you. I absolutely <laughs> love them. I just, someone out there is starting a small collection and when you die in a horrific, <laughs> horrific accident that hits that's on the front page, someone's gonna be sitting out there with a full collection of mugs and they're gonna go for a fortune. So guys, if you're not buying them now, if you're not that person, <laughs> you're missing out. 
right? If you're not if you're not doing what I do and purely investing in Chris's art for when he dies and it all shoots through the roof in cost, <laughs> you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. Man, I uh, I'd like to think so, but that also would be tremendously disappointing. Cause that's that's the only moment when it starts to be properly successful. <laughs> buy it now, well, people. Yeah. Get in on it early. <laughs> Get it buy now, buy now. Be those people that invest in the grim. Anyway. Absolutely. Well. Chris things on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, thank you to Social Suplex, as always. A bunch of other rad wrestling podcasts on there, from the AEW one, to Keeping It Strong Style, the New Japan one, One Nation Radio. A lot of great stuff. Thanks to uh, Social Suplex for letting me do this rad thing. But lastly, thanks to you, the listener, for listening to us just, just gaggle on and uh, just... Oh, man. I... One last thing before I forget. The closing scene of that Generico Super Dragon match where there was a bit where you're almost mm. like, is Super Dragon going to actually have a really nice moment? Is he going to, like, give give Generico, like, a hug, like, hold his hand up? Like, he's finally, you know, no. turning into a good person. No, he actually just then, like, quickly mimes jerking himself off and coming on his face. Tremendous. <laughs> you cannot see his face, but fuck, you know what he's thinking. <laughs> you know, when people say, yeah, exactly. When people say mass wrestlers don't show enough emotion, cop that. Yeah, amazing. But uh, on, on that note, thank you everybody yeah. listening for this amazing journey that we've all gone on together this week. I appreciate your time. If you'd like to leave a review on the Apple uh, podcast thingy, uh, that would be lovely. Um, and, yeah, just just thanks. Tell a friend. Uh, yeah, let's keep this thing going. But thanks so much, guys. And I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Do the hammer. Very lovely. Thank you, my friend. That was good. That's all right. All wholesome of the ways. Just a yes. beautiful car, car crash, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> Just watching it in slow motion. I mean... <laughs>